Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1233 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you here on Oilers Now and for Bob Stoffer this week. Bob is away and he'll be back on Monday. I don't know if I should say where Bob is or not. Maybe he's in town. Maybe he's not. <laughs> I don't know if that's our next guest calling there, Devin. Maybe check that out. But uh, we are expecting a call here very shortly from Evan Bouchard, who signed his entry level contract with the Oilers yesterday. Some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, follow the sizzle, to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. All right, we do have Evan Bouchard on the line, and he joins us right now on Oilers now. Evan, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not bad at all. You're on with uh, Brendan Ulrich here. First of all, congratulations on signing your entry-level contract yesterday. Uh, first, you get drafted by the Oilers, then you sign your first co- or you've signed your first contract. So things must be uh, pretty good for you right now. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Same uh, time for me. Now, I'm assuming uh, negotiations for your uh, rookie contract go pretty straightforward. You're just sort of excited to get things going. You want want to make sure everything's right, but I'm sure you sort of leave everything to your agent. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much uh, on them. You know, I have a and trust them a lot. So uh, just excited to get that done. Now, you were recently in Edmonton for development camp, and uh, you were on the ice for the Billy Morris Cup as well. You scored a, a one-timer in that game, and Oilers fans were pretty excited about that. Uh, maybe just talk about your experience, though, visiting Edmonton. Uh, was that your first time here? Yeah, it was my first time in Edmonton. It was a great experience to get to meet all the all the other prospects there and uh, relearn from uh, the coaching staff and uh, take as much in as I can. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of talent uh, involved in that development camp. I mean, Kyler Gamamoto was out there, a lot of other uh, talented prospects. What do you uh, sort of think of the overall prospect pool that the Oilers organization has? I think it's a great pool of prospects. I think uh, you know, Edmonton has a bright future with uh, the prospects that they had uh, at least at camp and so it's uh, a good group of guys there's uh, good talent there too so now that uh, development camp has wrapped up uh, you signed your contract now you're just sort of waiting until uh, training camp to get going here but um, what's the summer been like for you what are you up to um, just getting ready for uh, for next season uh, making sure my body's ready and uh, mentally I'm ready for uh, Camp going into uh, into Edmonton, so I think uh, you know, just enjoying the enjoying the summer back home and uh, you know, working hard. So you're back in Ontario then, right now? Yeah. 
And uh, what do you do for training, I guess, in the summer? Um, is a lot of on-ice, off-ice stuff? Are you training with any other NHL players, maybe some London Knight teammates? Uh, what's that process like for you? Yeah, so it's uh, training Monday to Friday on our off-ice and then uh, you know, on the ice uh, three, four times a week, whether it's uh, skills, power skating, or just uh, conditioning on the ice. And uh, with a lot of players from, uh, from the OHL that... Uh, that I train with, and uh, as well as uh, Mel Chiori, who is uh, with, uh, he was in the AHL for Winnipeg Farm Team. Okay, cool. You mentioned the skills training aspect, and uh, I'm assuming it's a little bit different training-wise today for for young players like yourself than it was back in the day uh, when it comes to skilled training. So what type of things are, are you focusing on in that area? Uh, is it shooting? Is it passing, stick handling? Are there any special drills that uh, you try to do or work with to, to work on that area of the game? Because it just seems like so much skill is involved in today's NHL compared to maybe a little different back in the day. Yeah, I think it's working on everything as well as skill required. I think... Uh, you know, stuff you have to improve on to do a few extra reps of that. You know, the stuff that, uh, you know, you're uh, above average at is to, to make sure you stay above average. I think it's just working on uh, everything and uh, a few things more than others. Well, one thing we know about you is that you have a really good shot, Evan. Uh, we saw it on display in that Billy Morris Cup. So was that something you've always had, uh, you know, as part of your game, or did you have to work on that at a young age in order to to get that shot? Because that's something the Oilers really need, and uh, that's why a lot of other fans are excited. You have that uh, as one of your weapons. So how did you get that uh, heavy shot? Um, I was just working on it from a young age. Um, back uh, in the States from when, uh, when I was younger, so uh, me and my brother would... Uh, go down there and uh, shoot a bunch of pucks and just uh, play down there for hours. Uh, and one-timing pucks as well. That's uh, something that, uh, you know, not every player can do. You would think uh, it would be easy, but it's not. Uh, I know the Oilers have been looking for a one-time option for a long time here uh, on the power play. And uh, do you ever just sort of dream ever since you were drafted by the Oilers about, you know, receiving one-timers from like Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl on the power play? Yeah, big time. You see those two players; uh, they're unbelievable. So it's uh, special to to be able to to be on the power play with them. So, um, when it comes to making the team, I'm sure that's your goal here, Evan. Um, and there is a chance it happens, even as uh, you know an 18 year old. So, I, I'm sure uh, that's your goal. But how realistic do you think it is? Like. What sort of message do you want to send early in camp that can uh, show that you, show the organization that you're here and you're here to stay? I think it's uh, it's realistic. I think uh, you know, that's what I've been working for uh, all summer to to really be ready for for camp and uh, you know make sure uh, I have a, a really good camp and um, you know just just go from there and doing the little things right. I really want to you know turn heads and uh, enjoy enjoy camp and. Uh, Hopefully, stay out there for the season. Well, I know Yamamoto, when we had him uh, on uh, the show last year after he was drafted, he said his goal is to make the team. If he does go back to junior, he wants to lead the WHL in uh, goal scoring. So that was a cool goal for a player like him to have. If you do end up going back, what would your goal be with the London Knights? Um, I think a deep playoff run is, is a big thing for me. Um, no, I think it's all about uh, you know playing playing as a team and. Uh, Taking team farm playoffs, I think that goes uh, that goes a long way. But 
for personal success. I think Javier uh, uh, had like this year, you know, lead the lead the team in points, and uh, you know, of course, World Juniors is on the radar as well. Yeah, that'd be a. Uh exciting as well the world junior tournament um but we do hope you uh crack the Oilers roster and don't have to uh, play in that tournament that'd be uh, awesome for everyone involved but have you been in contact at all with uh the Oilers coaching staff I know uh <clears throat> at development camp is a little bit different of a process but I'm sure uh, some of the Oilers coaching staff was out there have you been in contact with McClellan or maybe even Trent Yanni who will be running the back end for the Oilers uh not so much no you know it's mostly with uh you know, the strength and conditioning coach and stuff like that to to get ready for uh, for camp and uh, you know work on the things you have to work on. All right, Evan. Well, we'll leave it at that. I know. Uh, well, maybe let's learn a little bit more about you. What do you like to do in the summer off the ice, other than uh, training? Are you a golfer? Um, hanging out with friends? What sort of things do you like to do? Yeah, I like to. Uh, I like to golf. Um, hang out with friends. Uh, go go to a movie, see some movies. Yeah. Okay. Well, standard stuff. Most hockey players uh, would agree with that. So uh, we appreciate your time, Evan. Congratulations uh, on the new deal. And uh, I guess we'll see you uh, in the fall here at a training camp. Yeah, thank you for having me. Evan Bouchard, the newest, well, I guess officially the newest member of the Oilers after signing his uh, entry-level contract after being drafted 10th overall with the Oilers in the draft in June. So great to catch up with Evan. We'll be hearing a lot more of him or a lot more from him moving forward. And yeah, he said it himself there. He thinks it's uh, realistic that he can make the roster. And it's a, it's a possibility. I brought this up a few times with Ethan Bear last year. He had some troubles in his own end, but he can move the puck. Now, this is late in the year, and the Oilers are trying some different things, so we don't know what their strategy would be with Bear if they were in a playoff race. He likely wouldn't be here. But with Bear, he was getting some prime minutes McClellan was putting him on the ice in situations for him to succeed. He was getting out there with Connor McDavid at times. He was on the power play. So you look at Bouchard. Now, I like Ethan Bear. No doubt about that, who could make the team next year as well. But then you look at Bouchard and see what he does best and start thinking about what if he was in that situation that Bear was in last year at a young age, would he succeed at the NHL level? I think uh, it's very possible. So, we'll wait and see. He needs to earn a spot on the team first and foremost. They don't want to rush him. He has a little bit of a late birthday. He spent three full years in junior. He has that shot. He has all the tools this team needs. So, if he impresses, there is a good chance he'll be on the team. Or at least start the season in Europe. Maybe get into the season opener or the preseason games there. And then maybe on the way back home, they have a bunch of games on the road. Perhaps he plays a few games. And then after nine, he gets sent back to junior, or he stays at, stays on the roster for the full season. We don't know. It's up to him to uh, determine what happens there when he's at camp, but there is a chance. So you're saying there is a chance. I know Bob tweeted out uh, that it's uh, a realistic possibility as well that uh, he'll be uh, getting a game or two in Europe when we consider the preseason game and then the uh, regular season game, and then uh, perhaps... He starts the season on the roster. We'll wait and see. All Why right. not the full nine? Well, yeah. I mean, they, they played Yamamoto for... I think he played the full nine last year. I'd have to look that up, but... Didn't I he play he 11? for a while. Yeah, didn't they kind of screw up and he played 11 games or something like no, that? No, he played nine last no? year. No? Yeah. Okay. But he stuck around for a little while. He was in and out of the lineup, and it was past nine games, but he only played nine himself. 
but yeah, he would get into a game here or there, sit out a game, and then he went back to a junior and had 64 points, uh, 21 goals in 40 games with the Spokane Chiefs. So we'll see if uh, Bouchard follows a similar route as Yamamoto did last year. And of course, with Yamamoto, he can now start the season in the AHL, which I think the Oilers will like to see happen is have him start the season in the AHL. But there is a chance that he makes the roster too. So we talk about drafting, developing. The others want to develop these guys, season them in the AHL. But the way the NHL is shifting, where younger players seem to make immediate impacts in the NHL, it is possible that Yamamoto will start the, the season with the Oilers as it is possible that Bouchard will too. Jay says, if Bouchard makes the team out of camp, who do you see him bumping from the top six? Good question. Um, You know what? I'd have to think about that a little bit. There is a possibility they could trade someone, such as a Russell, if Bouchard impresses. So that's the thing. I don't think they would you know, scratch any one of their top six because they are all they all are NHL ready, NHL defense, and they have Gravel as well as a seventh or eighth option. Bear as well, pushing for a spot. Um, so I don't know. I think if Bouchard comes in and shows that he's here to stay, they may consider trading someone. Or they, you know, follow a similar route as they did with Yamamoto last year where Bouchard gets in a game, someone sits out, and then that player's back, Bouchard sits out, until someone runs away with it. So lots of options for the Oilers, uh, but Bouchard certainly has a package that this team needs. You can text us 630-630. That's where we'll go when we get back after a short time out on Oilers now. 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is Oscar Platform from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Oscar Platform bringing us back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Devin Horn with you. We just heard from Evan Bouchard, who signed his ELC with the Oilers yesterday. After the 1 o'clock news, the new head coach of the Calgary Hitmen, Steve Hamilton at 135. The newest St. Louis Blue, Patrick Maroon, will join us. But... 
Right now, we get to your text messages. You can text us 630-630 with your bold Oiler predictions. We have like 300 texts already to the show, and I haven't read any of them, other than the ones about Steel Panther, because we're having some fun with that earlier. But yes, there are a lot of uh, text messages coming in. I don't even know where to start. Hey, BU, my bold prediction is that Lucic gets less points this year than last year. All the guys saying that he's going to rebound are in for a rude awakening. Need to move him out with some picks to get from under that contract as fast as possible. From Ari. That is bold because I do think if Lucic is healthy for the full year, he can't do any worse than yeah, last year. Yeah, he can't possibly be worse than last year, yeah. right? You'd hope that last year is a big wake-up call for him. I mean, he had one goal in his last 48 games. I remember watching those games and saying, okay, how do you not score that? Like, he had a lot of grade-A chances. So if he gets a little luck on his side, I think he'll do better. I'm not saying that's going to help him rebound as the player we all expected that he should be here in Edmonton. But uh, that is bold just based on that because uh, he had no puck luck last year and he had no confidence, I would say, as well near the end of the season. And maybe that played into his lack of goal scoring. Um So, yeah, that is pretty bold. We'll see if uh, he gets less points than he did last year or not. Gamer Brian. This goes uh, with what you were saying earlier, Devin, about uh, officiating, although he goes a different path. He says, my bold prediction is the refs and the NHL will finally figure out what goaltender interference is. Yes, Brian. Let's hope you're right. I don't think they can... They won't be able to get both right. It'll either be calls on Connor or goalie interference. It, it, it can't be both. They can't possibly get both right. Yeah, that'd be a lot of work for uh, the NHL officials. <laughs> Just kidding. Mark Spector's probably yelling at me right now. He loves... He loves the work they do. And then you know what? It is a tough job. We're just bugging them a little bit, but... With McDavid, it is surprising, and uh, people will call us homers every time we talk about that on this show... I just think he's so fast that they miss a lot of it. It's hard to, you know, get into position when McDavid's roaring down the ice. But at the same time, I think they need to do a better job. He can text us 630-630. My bold prediction is that the Oilers do not make the playoffs and Shirley gets fired by the end of the season. That's from an unnamed texter. I would say, if you're going to text something like that, please uh, leave your name so we can at least um, go back and see if you're right or not. I do agree, though, if the Oilers make, miss the playoffs, there will be big changes. This is sort of a make-it-or-break-it year for a lot of the people on uh, the Oilers' management side, so I think that's fair to say. They, they can't miss the playoffs again with Connor McDavid on the roster. What if they miss just by like one or two points? The same thing? No, that, see, that's a, a, you know, a topic to debate for another day if it happens. I don't know. To tell you the truth, they said the goal is to make the playoffs this season. That's right from their mouth, so I think it needs to happen. The Oilers get 100 points. Jesse with 60-plus uh, points. For certain from Tom. I like that. That's bold. See, we're looking for bold. McDavid, 117 points. Dry, settle 89 points. Oilers finish second in the Pacific, get to the West Final, and McDavid reclaims the Hart, Art Ross, and the Ted Lindsay. 
Of course, he won the Art Ross and the Ted Lindsay this past season, but he did not win the Hart like he did the previous season. 117 points for McDavid. I might take uh, the over on that, to tell you the truth. I'm not really sure how bold that is. Another one saying McDavid will get 120 points. I think that's very possible. So is that bold? I don't know. Not that bold. All the other stuff he said, you know, Oilers making the West Final, sure, that's pretty bold. But McDavid winning, you know, the scoring trophy, I think that's that should be what he's shooting for every season. And if the, if the Oilers are better on the power play, I mean, David might have got 120 points last season. He had 108 the year before 100. So if he continues to trend upwards, if he follows that same path, let's say an eight-point increase, we're talking 116. If the power play gets back to what they did in 16-17, I think he can easily get to 120. I don't think that's that bold. I mean, nothing McDavid would do would, su- would surprise me. So, I mean, he could go and get 150 points maybe. That's Now, that's bold. That's crazy talk lately. That's not going to happen, I would assume. But you never know. John says, Reader finishes third in goals amongst the Oilers. See, that's possible. If he plays with uh, Leon Dreisettle the entire season, if those two become a tandem, because the Oilers are looking for someone to run as Dreisettle's guy. They need to figure that out. Do you think that's possible, or do you think this happened on Monday, people saying that they're going to fit just because they're both German? You know, I don't know if I buy it. (laughs) Well... Yeah, I think they want to play together by the sounds of it. They've played together in the past a little bit, although not at the NHL level. But the thing that Reader has is speed. And I think they want to just find somebody that can play for a long period of time with Dreisler because last season it was a revolving door of wingers for him. I know Reed talked about this with when he was in studio yesterday. He looked a little frustrated at times. I mean, the game against Carolina, Drysdale had, I think, five assists in that game or five points, and he looked unbelievable. You're thinking, okay, let's find this guy a permanent winger so he can do things like that every game. And I think they feel Reeder could potentially be that guy. Or maybe it's Yamamoto, Poliarvi, two of the younger guys. But I said in the offseason, the Oilers' number one priority this offseason should be to find a winger a veteran, maybe a veteran winger, someone with some skill that can play with Leon Dreisaitl because they found McDavid's running mate. That's Nuge. Now they need to find someone for, for Dreisaitl. And maybe they feel that that will be Tobias Reeder. Andrew D says Nuge gets over 70 points. Bold, 80 points, 35 goals. That's possible as well if he plays the entire year with... Uh, with uh, Connor McDavid. That, of course, would be a career high for Nugent Hopkins. Wow, this is bold. From Seamus. Now we're talking bold here. Like, you know, Nugent getting 70 points, that's realistic too. This is bold, though. Koskinen is the Oilers' playoff game one starter in goal. Wow. Interesting. See, there is a way that could happen. Of course, uh, Talbot is a UFA at the end of the season. 
if he runs away with it, maybe they look at trading Talbot at the deadline or something. I don't know. They would need to get a backup back, of course. But if uh, they feel, you know, negotiation-wise, contract talks aren't going the way for bo- that they should be for both sides, and Koskinen comes in and lights it up, you never know. That is bold, though. I, I believe in Cam Talbot. I still think Talbot is going to have a bounce-back season with the Oilers. But Koskinen will likely be putting some pressure on him in camp, so... There could be a competition at some point. I don't want to count Koskinen out. I have never seen him play live. I'm not really a goalie whisperer either. So, <laughs> see, goaltenders are hard to judge. Like, if you're scouting a goaltender in the KHL, how do you know that's going to relate to success in the NHL? You really don't. So, until he proves it in the NHL, we have no idea what to expect from Koskinen. So, we know Talbot was very good for the Oilers a year ago. Had some up and ups and downs last season, as did the whole team. I think if the Oilers are to rebound, it will likely be on Cam Talbot's shoulders and Connor McDavid as well. It's at 12.59 at Edmonton. We'll take a time out for the 1 o'clock news. Steve Hamilton will join us from the Calgary Hitman next.